Hello everyone, I'm Scott Carey. I'm the group editor for B2B here in the UK. Uh, today I'm joined by our online editor, Hannah Williams. Hannah, you have been covering the development of 5G connectivity uh, for a couple of years now. Um, it's starting to become very, very real. Uh, where are we at the moment in the UK specifically from a rollout 5G perspective? How close are we to it being a reality for people on their phones and also businesses that want to run it in their warehouses and, and telcos that want to run it uh, across the country? Hi, Scott. Um, so I'd say the UK is pretty close. Um, I wouldn't say not yet for, at full coverage availability, although with the, there has been a lot of major UK telcos that have been launching in major cities and towns, like which kind of rolled out through the whole of 2019. But so that does show that the UK is well underway um, of making 5G a reality. But I definitely feel like the availability is more drawn to the consumer side of things as opposed to the enterprise. Yeah, from that consumer perspective, uh, what can people expect when 5G does finally reach their, their smartphone? Um, we, we keep, I keep you know, reading your work and seeing that Vodafone and EE and O2 have got their 5G networks up and running in major UK cities, but no one's actually got kind of access to that connectivity until it's enabled by their phones. How far are we from um, being able to kind of use that super fast 5G on our phones? Yeah, I think that's pretty a pretty while, while away at the moment. I've, I've noticed that there's definitely a lot of telcos that are talking about putting it on towards phones, but because of the limitation of the smartphones that actually do have 5G available on them, it is a bit difficult. And at the moment, it seems as if like telcos are trying to test this out on different smartphones that are available for now but with the launch of like a samsung's um new phone that came out in the us it's still a kind of a, a short rollout game um, and the uk is still a bit lagging behind in that case but as you as i'm sure you're aware um that 5g for people is more about the speed it's more about the performance and the reliability so people just have to be sure that the smartphone does cooperate with that yeah, and we we often um, split 5G between consumer and enterprise. Um, could you explain the difference there for us? Obviously, consumer very much is focused on that smartphone play uh, and, you know, super fast streaming on your smartphone and everything like that. Um, and, it, and it really is just, you know, a step up from, a major step up from 4G connectivity, you know, for the layman to understand what we're talking about here. Um, but when we talk about enterprise 5G, that, that's a little bit more complex, right? There's There's various ways that that could help businesses. Uh, could you maybe uh, explain a little bit about enterprise 5G for us and maybe give us an example of some areas where that might really, to use a terrible pun, supercharge their business? Sure. So it's not much um, different in terms of the uh, between the enterprise and consumer. Uh, the only thing is that the 5G gives enterprises more opportunity to, to innovate. Um, it's going to give them much opportunity to explore things like IoT and AR and VR and things like that and bring that into business. So that speed, that performance and reliability that I mentioned before is giving them an opportunity to roll out different kinds of innovation. So I think that's that's what more most businesses are really looking forward to, the idea that they can innovate without any lagging, without any kind of um, Wi-Fi delays or anything like that. So that is what gives, what the opportunity is for enterprise. And when we talk about I IoT, I think that's a good one that we can maybe bring, you know, in, into the real world. We, we, we keep hearing promises of autonomous vehicles and, and things like that, or, or even just, you know, uh, in the warehouse, uh, an autonomous robot going around and picking up groceries. But obviously the connection between that and the central system needs to be really smooth. Is that where 5G really comes into its own? 
Hundred percent. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like it, ha- it, it that connectivity is what is is really big. Um, I feel like if if we have the IoT, as you mentioned, the robots, if we have them on ground, but there is no performance and reliability as well as the speed there to back it all up, then it's it won't it won't work out. It's a thing of they have to work together. They have to be able to work together to to be able to kind of pair up. So if the robots are going to be out on ground, if there is going to be that AR VR kind of connection, then also the five G has to back it up as well. And you recently went back and and updated an article that you wrote a few years ago about the history of 5G in the UK. Um, Obviously, now that the the rollout is actually occurring for the telcos, they must be really excited about this and they can start, you know, uh, all competing with each other on who's got the best connectivity and stuff like that. How long a road has this been for the UK in terms of 5G and, and what were the the main barriers to to us getting there was it literally you know digging down into the road and getting that cable laid and and now we're finally at the end of that process it's been going on for quite a few years i think it but it for early in the early years i think it was definitely a sense of talking about it it was just things like putting things in plan and things like that but i think from the to late 2018 up to 2019 that's when action was really taken forth that's when people were now actually rolling it out there was when you'll hear about all the tests and the trials and things like that the test beds so it definitely is something that has started along we've been hearing a lot about it for a few years back but we've just seen that is actually coming into action from 2018 to 2019. Awesome. And then they, these people that uh, these, you know, telco bosses must just be absolutely gutted now because they've, you know, got been getting ready for this moment. They're so excited about it. And then boom, these conspiracy theories are popping up around the coronavirus pandemic uh, and their uh, link to 5G uh, and 5G cell towers. Um, Hannah, uh, please debunk this uh, conspiracy theory for us right right here and right now i'll do as best as i can but honestly um i i think those conspiracy conspiracy theories were it was just a matter of time definitely um because it was when i was even doing my research myself i i did notice that 3g and 4g which are previous generations also did have conspiracy theories tied to them as well and it's always linked to health problems as well so i think it was 4g that um they there were some conspiracy theorists that said it was the cause of cancer so it was a matter of time before something like this was going to come up for 5g as well but what it is is basically people are just saying that 5g coincidentally apparently has a link to um, coronavirus which is a, it's not a surprise to me because it's like okay the timing kind of fits well with it people are rolling out 5g at the moment there are all these predictions that it's going to be fully connected by 2025 and then we've been hit with this pandemic so it's like it just makes everything right for them to come with that but obviously scientists have come and say that there is no evidence of this um they haven't i don't think they've totally debunked it at the moment um i even read a, an article recently of ofcom who are just standing by what scientists are saying they're just saying that there is no fact um, there is no evidence to prove that 5G is connected to coronavirus, but yet people are still going around burning towers and, and things like that. So what can yeah, we do? It's, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, no, I've seen, you know, some of the telcos come out and the World Health Organization come out and, and try to, you know, say that there's no direct link. But some, you know, conspiracy theorists uh, are, are difficult to convince otherwise. So I don't think yeah. those those theories are going anywhere anytime soon. Um 
aside from that, and obviously the, the pandemic is, is impacting everything and, and it is slowing down um, supply chains and anything that requires kind of physical work. But where, where do we go from 5G now? Is this going to have a serious knock on impact on the, the speed of that rollout? Or are we still broadly uh, on the timeline that, that we were on before this hit? I would like to hope that we're still on the same timeline, but I think it's a bit difficult to say for now because obviously with this pandemic, we're not really getting much information from um, the telcos for now. I think everything's a bit quiet at the moment, but I do believe that things will still keep pushing forward because there have been even announcements from early this year about some telcos that would want to launch later on towards the year. So I don't think that's going to disrupt them from doing stuff, but I think it might delay in terms of having, as we discussed earlier, in the conversation about maybe having things rolled out on smartphones and so forth um so we can see that that bit of the delay there yes and how far ahead is the uk um globally on on 5g are there other countries that are are much further ahead of the curve than us i know that in the us they're they're a little bit behind on on the rollout of 5g um which is maybe to be understood you know because it's it's a country that is kind of broken up state by state. Um, Whereabouts does the UK end up landing on that um, rollout kind of roadmap? Yeah, the UK is actually quite high up. Um, I've seen some um, some predictions and some some fact sheets as well that I've read recently, and it's actually um, in the same kind of line. It's one of the top three with South Korea and China. So the UK is doing pretty well, and I believe that's in te- um, based on the trials that that were sent out before as well, and the fact that it's been rolled out in a lot of cities um, and a lot of towns as well. But we haven't yet got that full coverage in rural areas, so I think that's what makes it maybe just the third of the of the top three because we. We have we, we are hearing that South Korea and China have got it in a lot of different um, of their of their areas. So, yeah, rural co- connectivity is an issue that will never go away in the UK, uh, whether it's broadband or five G. Um, brilliant, thanks, Hannah. Um, people can go and read more of your work about five G connectivity on computer world and network world. Um, but thank you for joining us. Um, keep safe, and uh, I'll see you soon. No problem. Thank you for having me. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.